Hey, this is Brock Burke of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast and the Recliner Nerd. Welcome to Rangers Nation podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello everyone and welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast. It's been a couple of weeks, a little bit of a hiatus there for some busy time, but we're back with today's episode, which is called Getting Back to the Future. Getting Back to the Future, we're going to go in today and talk about what's going to be happening the rest of the season, what to look for. I actually wrote something about this, about uh, auditions going into 2020 and where I think people would land, and we're going to do all of that right after this. Hey, this is Scott Heinem with Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. This is Brett Martin of the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. This is Sam Huff with the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. Okay, everybody, welcome back to Back to the Future. That's what this episode is. It's Back to the Future. Basically, my feelings on who to watch for in these auditions this last six weeks. Well, actually, we're in the last week of August. We're going to come into September. Uh, Rangers are basically out of it. Sure, there's always the outside chance they could get on a hot streak and get in there and get into that second wild card, but that would take a lot of people in front of them making big mistakes while they basically won about every game, and that's not going to happen. So being that the season is essentially over as far as playoff hopes go, what we're basically doing now is we're going to watch this team and how they're going forward. And look, John Daniels has told everyone that that, that next year he plans to be competitive. He wants to be there. They're planning on this offseason. They will look at spending some money this offseason, possibly on Garrett Cole, possibly on another starting pitcher, maybe Rendon, who people are talking about. I don't think necessarily Rendon's got a real possibility. I think goals uh, Garrett Cole is a possibility, but I I don't see it. I mean, honestly, uh, the Angels need a starting pitcher. He's from L.A. So if the the two offers are relatively close to each other, um, my guess is that Garrett Cole will go with uh, go with the Angels. Um, that you know he he grew up uh, twenty minutes from there. Um, you know, so it's it. You look, get to play in front of your home crowd where you grew up um, and be, get paid one of the richest contracts is probably going to be hard to beat. There are some good, uh, some other good starting pitchers that are going to be on the market. They're not going to be as high profile as go, uh, as Cole, um, but um, they're going to be out there. So what I did was uh, I, I, I put something together, and I think I put that together about a week ago. Uh, it was about opening the new stadium and what the Rangers auditions for 2020 would be. And that's what what my deal was about. And I, I kind of split it up into some categories. I had, you know, you had your core players. My The core players are, these are the players who are a lot to be here in 2020. They're going to be here. They're under contract. They're under, they're contributors now. They're not, they're, I mean, technically there's maybe a way they could, could be out of it. But, but as far as I'm concerned, they are here 100%. These guys are going to be here. And the ones I put in that are not who some people would think. I put Elvis Andrus, obviously. Um, I think Elvis is kind of on the backside now. He's starting to decline a little bit, but he's still a, a good shortstop. Um, he, he plays a good shortstop. He still puts up numbers offensively. He doesn't put up numbers as a three-hole hitter where they've been playing him, two- and three-hole hitter. He doesn't. Elvis Andrus would be perfect for the contract he has uh, left. And to make the money that he makes is about a six or seven hole hitter. Honestly, that that would be fantastic. Seven or eight hole hitter would be even better and well worth the money that they're spending. He's going to be back. Joey Gallo, obviously. 
Joey's still cheap. He's got an arbitration year coming up, I believe. He'll get a raise just because of that. A uh, couple of injuries this year derailed him a little bit, but, but he has turned into the all-star of the team. Um, he's still going to be cheap no matter what kind of a raise he gets. That means he's going to be back here next year. That's part of the core. Willie Calhoun, hey, for all the bumping him up and down at the beginning of the year that they did with Willie Calhoun, that's over. I mean, it, it, look, it's over. He is here now. He is proving once and for all he's meant to be here. He's that good of a hitter. Um, outfield is a little suspect, but he's looking better out there in left field. Look, he was a second baseman coming up. He really sucked there. Um, he wasn't the greatest. They, they've kind of toyed with some other positions. Um, but I think ultimately left field is where he's going to land, and I think he'll be good enough with the bat to be decent enough in the outfield and as long as you've got a you know as long as he's serviceable out there and not just spitting the bit he'll play some dh too don't get me wrong but he's here for the future let me tell you somebody that wasn't on the core that is core now there is no doubt he'll be here next year and that's gonna be danny santana and i think danny santana is going to be here because of the need now a lot of y'all think i'm crazy but Danny Santana is not going to be the second baseman next year. His value is as that utility uh, guy that he is. But uh, Levi Weaver brought something up, and I think we may see that. Watch for this going into September. Watch for uh, Santana to play a lot of third base. I think that's somebody who is going to 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 be at third base next year because, look, you've got – You've got uh, Shurton Apostel, who's playing well at Down East, and then you've got Josh Young, who uh, Josh Young, who is the number one, uh, the number one prospect in the Ranger organization now. He surpassed um, what's his name? Uh, uh, I'm I'm sorry, blank. Uh, I'm going blank there for just a second. Uh, and but but he surpassed. Um, uh, Kraus uh, is who he surpassed, Hans Kraus. And Hans Kraus is still legit. He's still a future legit ace. But, you know, as someone pointed out, I think C.J. Nikowski said it earlier in the season when he was talking with me uh, earlier in the season, uh, he said that, that you know, it's, it's great to be a prospect, but, you know, until you get up into these upper levels and you're still doing what everyone, you know, the what he, look, Hans Kraus has a high strikeout rate. He throws hard. He's got a quirky delivery. Um, and he has been good this year. He hasn't been fantastic, but he's good, and the potential is still there. He's still harnessing his craft. But so you got so you got Josh Young. You've got Shirt and Apostel, one section above him. So you've got two legit third basemen coming up the pipeline. So as much as everybody wants Anthony Rendon, which I think is still a, 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 there's an outside chance of that. I mean, you can never have too many good players on the team. I don't see it coming. Let, there's two more on the core that I've got on there, two more players. One of them's Brett Martin. This is the unsung hero. First of all, he's under control. He, we drafted him. Uh, he was a, he was a uh, starting pitcher coming up, and then he's now he's in the uh, – the big leagues as a reliever, he, he, he turned to the uh, the bullpen last year after starting out in Double A as, as a starting pitcher. He struggled. I had him at the beginning of the year. I had uh, Brett Martin as the rookie of the year for the Rangers. I, I said he would be the rookie of the year. And you know what? He's proven me right and more than likely will be the rookie of the year. So that was a great one. I get to pat myself on the back on that one. I think Brett Martin will be the rookie of the year. The other guys who are playing well as rookies that are doing okay just haven't played enough this year. Brett Martin's basically been here all year. He's starting. He's, he's coming in in far more high-leverage situations now as that left-handed bat. And so, uh, you know, he's going to be – He's going to be 
there coming in. He may even get in more high-leverage uh, situations. He's throwing the ball well. So he's part of that core. Another one's LeClerc. I think everybody thinks LeClerc's somebody they need to get rid of, but he's not going anywhere. They just signed him to a very team-friendly deal that, that he signed. He still has great stuff. He strikes out better than one or two batters an inning. I mean, look, he's he is – he does very well, and I think that LeClerc is here. Um, whether he's the closer or not, I don't know. I don't know that he's going to be the closer. And the, frankly, the, the the thing is, none of us know if he's going to be the closer. But still, even if he's the seventh or eighth inning guy and does what he's capable of doing, he's cheap. He's not that expensive at $4 million at the back end of that contract. That's not very expensive. So LeClerc isn't going anywhere. Yes, you know, he might be somebody traded year after next year. But next year he's here, so he's part of the core. So after that, I went with, you know, and everybody's thinking, well, Mike Miner. You know, you got to have Mike Miner. you got to have Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn signed for two more years. they got to be part of the core. Actually, they're not part of the core. The next category I had after core, the core was people that I thought would be here 100%. After that, I had the probables. Who are the probables that will be here? Well, the probables, the first one that sticks out is Mike Miner. More than likely, Mike Miner is going to be here. Yes, he could get traded this offseason. He's pitching like a true ace. We see he's a true ace. He did struggle the, the month of uh, July, and I think it had a lot to do with trade deadline, a lot of talk as the Rangers started falling out of it. I think that uh, whether you like it or not or whether you say, oh, you've got to let that go, you, you, you can't let that bother you, it did bother him. Look, he's got a, two kids. He's got two little girls. He's established here in the, in the area. They were getting ready for school to start, and rumors are swirling all over the place that Daddy might be taking off to, you know, there were a lot of different teams like Atlanta and stuff that had their names in there that thought that that he was you know that that there was a chance that he was going to um end up going somewhere well he didn't get traded and he's pitched well since he did have a little bit of a rough outing last time but look he's pitching well since then he's also getting in high in innings i think what they're going to do with minor i predicted this i think they're going to sign him to an extension um i think you sign him to three years 75 million 80 million somewhere in there and you're perfect Look, he still pitches good enough to be an ace on your team. He's also pitching good enough that if three years from now he's not the ace of your staff and he's your third or fourth starter, Mike Miner's a great third or fourth starter. He's still a good player, and he's on a, on a contending team. He's still a good pitcher three or four years from now if he's not the Mike Miner that he's been this year. Another one's Lance Lynn. Now, Lance Lynn's about as close as you could get to being a core player that 100% he's going to be on here in the fall because, I, I mean, next year in 2020, and I really think – he will be here in 2020, but but here's the deal. Lance Lynn has two more years at $20 million, so that's $10, 10 million a year, and he pitched well this year. So don't think that there aren't some teams that might be a little further along than the Rangers that aren't going to come kick those tires and see what it would take to possibly pry Lynn away. His strikeouts have gone up. He's been amazing. Um, you know, he, he's done well. He's, there's an outside possibility of him winning 20 games, depending on what he does down the stretch. Um, he's a great number two starting on that one-two punch, depending on who the Rangers get next year in the, in the offseason. But, man, I'm telling you, there is a possibility that Lynn is even more attractive than Miner because he's controllable for two more years. And honestly – you know, there will be – it would take a lot to prime away, but the Rangers will listen, They're, you know, especially if there's a pitching involved in the return. So three people on probable. I had Mike Miner, I had Lance Lynn, and the third one's going to be Shin, Shin Sushu. Shin Chu Chu. Sorry, I can't say that. Uh, Shin, Shin Su Chu. 
Um, Chu will probably be back here. I mean, he's still under the contract through 2020. He's owed $21 million. But I, you know what? There is a chance that somebody could kick those tires. $21 million, one year left. You're not going to be eating up most of that contract. And if the Rangers were to pay part of it, even $5 million of it or a portion of it, if you could get uh, Shin Su Chu for $15 million to come be your DH and left fielder on a team that's right there who needs another good bat, and this is a guy, he's not just a good bat, he gets on base. That's it. That's what he's known for. Chu gets on base. Hey, there's look, there's an outside shot, and I wouldn't be necessarily totally against if the Rangers wanted to come in and maybe extend him for about 15 mil a year for a couple of years. He's been look, he's been good. When when Shin Su Chu plays, he's awesome. But I, you know, that's probably not going to happen for the years that he was hurt and he is getting the age that he is. I mean, he's gone, but that there, there's an outside chance he could be gone, but more than likely he's going to be here. Now, next I had on the bubble. So we had the core, we had probable. With those three, we have about seven players that are most likely going to be on the 2020 team. Then I went with on the bubble. Now, on the bubble, these are players that are under control for next year. They have contributed in 2019. However... They haven't produced enough to be guaranteed a spot. So you you don't know if they're guaranteed on the squad. There are about 50-50 chance of them staying or going. First one I had on that list was Jeff Mathis. Look, Jeff Mathis was brought here for his defensive skills. His defensive skills have been adequate. The ERA with, the, with him pitching has, has been better than whoever's been the other catcher. Um, he can't hit. He hits about what I think that a lot of guys could hit that are in the minor leagues right now. He hit, you know, probably could hit better than him. He doesn't throw out a lot of guys at second base. But the truth is, he's probably going to be here next year. He signed. He signed for like $3 million. He will be the primary backup pitcher next year. That's uh, a catcher next year. That's what he's going to be, I think. He'll probably only catch about 40 games, 40 or 50 games. In a normal circumstance, you bring in your catcher. Your catcher is basically your everyday player, and your catcher plays about 120 games. If you Pudge Rodriguez used to pay 120 to 40 games every year at catcher. That's probably what they're looking for. I don't think that player is on the team. Um, the closest that the Rangers have to that would probably be someone like a Sam Huff, but he's going to probably start the year either at Down East for a little bit or he's going to start at Frisco. So more than likely it's going to be an outside uh, higher. They're going to go out and find somebody in free agency and catching, uh, depending on who's available, or trade for somebody. There's a couple of teams that have some, you know, they're a little top-heavy in catching in their organization that might have someone. Uh, Trevino's getting the shot. Uh, I, I don't know about Trevino. He might have a chance, but but who knows. Another one on the 50-50 chance is going to be uh, IKF, Isaiah Kano-Falifa. Um, look, catching was supposed to be his thing this year. It's not. Um, it, it kind of went, but he did, he did fine at catcher, but he is not good enough to be an everyday catcher. He's just not, not at catcher, especially with the, the bat, the bat plays like a catcher, but he's not going to be a catcher. Um, he should be an emergency catcher. That's basically what he's going to be. I actually think he makes his team next year, um, out of 2020 as the, as the super utility guy. I really think that's what he's going to be. He's going to be the guy. He's not going to play a lot, but he's the guy that can come in defensively at shortstop or, or they're playing him at some shortstop now at uh triple a, he's going to be playing, uh, with Eli white being hurt. They're going to play him at AAA at, at shortstop a lot. So you've got shortstop, third base. We know he can play second base, and he can catch in a pinch. And that really helps a team. If one of your players can be your emergency catcher, that's great. 
So I really think that that's what Connor Felipe is going to do. Another one that's on the bubble, um, Rugi. You know what? Let's come back to Rugi. Let's go and we'll see where, where I think Rugi's going to be. Nomar Mazzara. Mazzara's on the bubble. Mazzara's been okay this season. Uh, you know, everyone thought he was a stable part of this thing. And, you know, the big chill, the way he was. Uh, you know, but about the, the biggest moments he's had or how long his home runs have been, four to 500 feet, um, uh, four to 500 foot bombs that he that he's hitting out there. You know, he, he's not, he's just not getting better. That's the problem that you have with him. He's just not getting better. He's an average hitter. Um, he's got some decent power numbers. Um, you know, look. He's been sitting a lot. He's not even playing every day. He's sitting on the bench a lot right now and not playing. Um, I don't think he's here next year. Something's going to happen with him in the offseason. They'll move him. They won't get a lot for him. Um, he is, you know, and maybe he turns it on somewhere else. But I believe that with the left-handed bats that the Rangers have in the organization right now and him not shining in the in the spot that he is, I think the Rangers are going to move him. Um, he's a below-average fielder, too. He's not that good in the outfield. And I think they could be better defensively. Um, Jesse Chavez is on the bubble. Jesse's been, he is the super utility guy of that bullpen. And he signed through next year. He's out for the rest of the year this year with an injury. Um, I had him listed that he would be in the bullpen next year. He's a great guy. He's a guy that can start for you when you need him. He can go three innings if you need him. He can also be a late inning guy. Um, he could, he can, he closed some games this year. He hadn't done that in a long time, but he is really popular. He's a workhorse out there and he is very, he's older. He's good to have. My first thought and prediction was to say that Chavez would be here in 2020 in the bullpen with the injury. I'm, I'm not positive about that. Uh, there is a slight chance. Maybe he doesn't survive it with the injury. Maybe they trade him depending on how that goes. We'll see, see what it is. Ariel Curado, um, is another one that's on the bubble. Um, you know, I think he ends up as a long man in the bullpen next year. Like, he's been good at, at starting pitching sometimes. But he's really only got one pitch, and it's a sinker. And with it uh, with it being a sinker, I just don't see – you know, people start exposing that sinker. If you don't have anything else that's a top-quality pitch and your sinker's your best pitch, people can sit on the sinker and uh, avoid it and, and – and tee off on your fastball, which apparently, which that's a fast sinker's a fastball too. But if if they have to sit on another fastball or your breaking ball or your or your off speed stuff, um, you know you got to have more than one pitch that that's an out pitch. I don't think uh, I don't think the Rangers will pick up Sean Kelly's option. He's fifty fifty. He's been decent in the in the back of the bullpen. There's just too many arms coming up though. Um, you know, he got hurt right before the deadline or I thought he got traded this year, but he didn't cause he was under control next year. There's an option for him next year and it just didn't happen. So, um, but I don't think Sean Kelly, he's 50, 50. I don't think he's going to be back. Adrian Sampson, um, Adrian Sampson did well this year. He started out in the, in the rotation at the beginning of the year. Uh, well, initially he was in the bullpen, but he got in the rotation very quick. He did well in the rotation for a little bit. Again, another guy that just doesn't have enough um, enough pitches to be a good starting pitcher. He's not bad out of the bullpen. He can go long for you uh, and do things like that, but he's not a rotation piece. Honestly, I think Sampson begins 2020 in the Nashville bullpen. I don't even think he makes the Rangers squad with the arms that they have coming up. Now let's go to Rugi. Rugi's the big one everyone talks about. He's obviously on the bubble. He has played... A very good 
Second base this year, he has played a good second base. He's had a couple of errors, but nothing major, nothing that's cost games. I mean, uh, there might have been one in there where he, it did, but other, but every every player has something like that. The man offensively, it's just not there. It's not there. And uh, he, he's hitting below 200 again. Um, he's got the power numbers. The OPS is bad again. It's back down around 600. Um, I, honestly, I just don't know what to do with with Ruby. Here's what I predict. No one's going to like this. I know you're not going to like to hear this. Opening day next year, Ruby Odor's the second baseman. That's what I think. Uh, I think next year, though, Ruggie Odor will have the shortest lease of anybody on this squad. I think they're going to give him a chance to try to work things out during the offseason. I think he's not going to play a lot uh, during September. I mean, he'll play some. He'll obviously be out there still trying to work through it. Uh, They'll go into the offseason with the understanding that you better get your crap together. We're coming back to do this. And then, uh, honestly, I think he'll have a decent spring. He'll make the team, but he's not going to have – look, he's either going to be the old Ruggie by the end of April, he's going to be hitting over uh, 250 with an ops over seven to 800, or he's going to be gone. Um, I think they just move him to the bench, bring up Solak. I think Solak is going to end up starting down in, in Nashville again. Um, he's looked good, great right now, but I think that, that, that that's the way it's going to go. They've got too much money invested in Ruggie. They're going to see where it goes, and if it's not, though, his leash will be short. And I think even John Daniels has said, look, I'm not – I'm not going to, you know, this in this situation, we're not going to do it. Um, we're, he's either got to produce. There's too many long streaks of being well and not. Evan Grant was, treating about it, uh, was tweeting about it earlier uh, this week. Uh, might have been even today. Might have, might have been yesterday I saw that. But they basically the John Daniels let them know that MLB trade rumors had it out too that they're on their last legs with, with Ruggie. He needs to step up and do something. Uh, or he's not long for for being here. And, I mean, it's money you have to eat, but I think the Rangers are willing to eat it. And, unfortunately for Ruggie, that's not good news, uh, honestly, um, because, you know, that that just circles in and points all their guns at you. And now do you perform better um, under those circumstances? Because, obviously, under those circumstances – you know, it's going to be high pressure. Let's see where he goes with that. But I, I think he starts the season here. I just don't think he ends it here. If you want to know the know, want to know the truth, um, young guns. The young guns are next. Those are the guys that have come up. They've played a, this year. They've already made an appearance. They're getting some auditioning time now. So where are they going to be? Obviously, you got Palumbo. Uh, but you know, Palumbo has looked. Besides one inning against in his second start, he's looked decent. He really has. Look, out of all of the three left-handers, you got Palumbo, Burke, and uh, and Allard. I think the Rangers are the highest on on Palumbo. I think they think Palumbo's Mike Miner. The spin rates on his fastball, you ought to hear. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, talk about it. Um, Tepid. Talk about that, you know. Mike Miner throws that, where that that spin rate's up in the 2500 spin rate, 25 RPMs on your fastball. It makes your fastball jump, makes it look. Uh, it stays up longer. It doesn't start sinking. So if it stays up longer, it looks like it's a rising. No fastball actually goes up. What it does is it stays up longer. If it stays up longer, eye level, it makes it look like it's going up. 
uh, that's and it kind of jumps on it. So if you're throwing 93 and you've got high spin rate, it looks 95, 96, and it can get in on you quick. And that's what Palumbo has. That's what Mike Miner has. Palumbo's had has been a victim of some horrible, horrible luck this year. First of all, with the, uh, you know the. Uh, he got going this year. He did fine in the minor leagues. He comes up. He makes the spot start. He has a decent one against Oakland. He's immediately optioned out. He doesn't do bad. He gives up three runs over three innings, something like that. Next starts wasn't good. Gave up five runs in the first inning. Uh, got through one and a third. They pulled him out. Sent him back down to work things out. Boy, he went down. He really started getting in a groove again. He went down to AAA. He was doing good. Uh Throwing very, very well. He was all set to come back, and then he got tendonitis in his ankle. All of a sudden, he had tendonitis in his ankle. So, you know, then, then he so they, they he was he had come back. He was with the team. He had done a, a simulated game. Gets tendonitis. Tendonitis looks bad. He goes. He works through that. Gets the ankle back. Right after he gets through that, he, he comes back up and gets ready to make another start. He goes out, and he gives up three runs the first inning in that doubleheader against the Angels, and then comes back out. It's conditions he's not really used to. He was pitching in over 100-degree weather. The ball was – he was sweating a lot, so he kept going to the rosin bag, and he developed a blister, and he popped it. Because he, after he got out of that first inning, he went through that second inning quick. Three up, three down, struck out one. Then he comes out for that third inning, strikes out the first guy, and then uh, gets going on it again and got the next guy out. But when he threw the pitch, that was it. Uh, it, it busted the thing. You know, they, they, they're made, you know, I've heard from Levi Weaver and from Evan and uh, a couple of guys that, that saw it. It looks nasty. Uh, Emily was talking about it. Apparently it looks it looks horrible. So he'll get that healed up, hopefully be back here. He may not be back the rest of the year. I think he starts in the rotation next year. In fact, if they don't go start, they don't go sign someone, he might be the number three starter. He's probably the one that'll have he's he's the highest on the radar. Brock Burke. I think Brock Burke, um, who is making a very great start right now. He's done well. He's got uh you know, he's pitching today. I think he had – last I'd look, he'd given up one run over a couple innings. Um, uh, I don't think it was unearned too. But uh, Brock is going to be a great pitcher. Um, I don't think he starts the year in the in the Ranger rotation. I think he's going to start off in the Nashville rotation. Uh, but he's but let's see. You know, I love it when they prove me wrong. Kobe Allard, I think uh, he's going to start next year in the uh, – in the Ranger rotation. So I think those three at the back of your bullpen are going to be good. Um, if they sign another starting pitcher, those three will vie for the last two spots. Um, and I think Allard and, and Palumbo will win that battle and Burke will start in AAA. Um, I think that in the opening day of next year, Emmanuel Classe is going to be in the bullpen. If you want to know the truth, that's where I think Classe will be. I think, uh, I think that he has done – uh, a great job, 101 miles an hour, um, on a, and he's got a cutter that he throws 101 miles an hour, or the ball cuts. Um, he's looked fantastic. People sit on that. He's got to just, you know, part of his problem is he doesn't walk people. He throws strikes, and sometimes if you're sitting on 100 miles an hour, you can you can put the bat on it. But that's where I think he starts out. Pedro Piano, who he's he's one of the young guys. I think Piano's going to end up in. Uh, I think that Payana ends up the, the season. He's going to start out in the, in the Nashville rotation. He did fine. No one expected him to be what he was. You got Ronald Guzman, who will be back up here in September for sure. Um, I think he'll be back up here. I think he's going to be the starting first baseman. 
in the new ballpark, if you want to know the truth. That's the way he's going to start. I, I really do. Delano DeShields, um, I call him a young gun. He's been up the last three years. He's still very young, though, and I think DeShields is auditioning for his job. But if you want to know about DeShields, I don't think he's going to be in the Ranger organization. I think he's part of a package or a deal or the Rangers uh, DFA him and let him pick up somewhere else. He's been a good player. He is a serviceable outfielder and center fielder. I just think they got some young guys that will be up. Tavares is playing double A right now. Don't look for – you mean you can look for uh, uh, Julio Pablo Martinez. would probably be in double A by next year if he if he started to come on a little bit down at, at uh, down east. Um, with those two guys there – you then you have also have someone like uh, Danny Santana can play center field, and you got Scott Heineman who I think is going to be the opening day right fielder next year, uh, or uh, opening day center fielder. Um, that's what I think. I think Heineman's going to win that job, depending on Gallo and where they want to play Gallo. I think they're going to try to move Gallo to a corner, keep him off center field. Um, Jose Trevino, he's another one of the uh, the young guns, and if you want to know where I think he's going to be next year. I think he's going to be the catcher in Nashville. Like I said earlier, I think the Rangers are going to go out and they're going to they're going to sign somebody um, to be a catcher next, or trade in a trade or whatever. They're going to get the young guy they want to come up here. Uh, some of the Buster Posey. I mean, look, uh, Posey. Maybe that's somebody. Um, I I don't know. That that's the different situations of what can be there. Now, these are the uh, right here are the wild cards. These guys have made. Uh, these guys have made uh, appearances this year. They're young. Let me see what we're going to have. So we've got, like, Kyle Bird. I think he starts out in the, in the Nashville bullpen. Uh, Ian G. Ball, uh, I think he'll be in the bullpen for the Rangers next year. I don't think Guerrero will be in the organization next year. Jonathan Hernandez will probably start out in the Nashville bullpen. He looked good the other night. Uh, Wei J. Huang, I think he's going to be in the bullpen in Nashville. Um, Rafael Montero, um, people thought I was crazy on this. He – could be in the Ranger bullpen, or he won't be in the organization. He's older. He's 28 years old. Um, so we'll see uh, where he ends up. C.D. Pelham probably be in the Frisco bullpen. He's really struggled this year. Phillips Valdez, I don't know that he'll be in the organization. I hope he is. Uh, he was a good story. Made his major league debut at 28. Uh, Nick Solak. Nick Solak. Where is Nick Solak going to be this year? Honestly, I think Nick Solak's going to be in 2020. I think he's going to be the second baseman for Nashville. He won't be there long if if uh, if he's not uh, if if Odor doesn't play where well, then Solak will be there. And then you got Eli White, who I think is going to be the uh, the wild card here too. He has a chance to make this team coming up next year, but more than likely he'll be in the he'll be in the Nashville. Uh, Nashville uh, infield, probably playing shortstop for Nashville next year. He's injured now. He's out for the rest of the year. So that's what I said in the article. That's what I thought going forward. That's what you got to watch for uh, going into September. Watch these guys and what they do. These guys are auditioning for next for 2020 to open up that new stadium. That's what they're auditioning for. And I'm telling you now that that was my take on it, what I thought they would do. Um, I'm going to be out at the ballpark this coming up Thursday. Sorry for the two-week hiatus. Uh, school was starting. A lot of things were happening. In fact, I worked a couple of games on Sundays, which is normally when I put this out. So it's a long day. You get out there at about 10 o'clock in the morning. You're there till about 6 o'clock at night. One night uh, last week, uh, it was 
two weeks ago, we went to the, for those that don't know about uh, Jared Sandler and the situation he was in, they had a, you know, with the storms, they had a bad flood. They're out of their house because of the flood. And uh, Emily Jones and a couple of uh, others put together, uh, I think some people from the fan, 105.3 The Fan, put together a thing, a little fundraiser at a little local brewery there after the Sunday game. And a bunch of people went over there. It was open to the public, um, and that's where I saw it at. But I went over and, uh, and and went to that after the game, so that kind of precluded me from doing it. Saw some uh, karaoke. Sean Bass from the ticket sang some karaoke. Uh, Emily Jones did some rapping. Uh, Levi Weaver did a great job. You've heard that. He did the, did the Beatles. And then, you know, you've got uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rangers first base coach who who more than anybody this guy if you've never heard him sing you need to go watch some of Emily's stuff but uh but Bees Beasley sang and man he Beasley's amazing singing oh look Levi Weaver's good too you could tell he was a professional at it Sean Bass I mean I give him I give him cred because Bass got up there and uh sang some uh Fleetwood Mac had a girl that helped him out up there but you know it takes some it takes some balls to get up there and do that. And Sean was up there having a good time. It was for a good cause. And, look, he was from an, a rival radio station, and he went up there to have some fun and do it. And so uh, hats off to, to, to them. Um, and everybody needs to, to, to keep uh, Jared and his family in your thoughts. And if, you, and if you do pray, pray for them. This has been a tough time. I can't even imagine. Uh, still, I meant to get with Jared and find out exactly how insurance didn't cover it. But, you know, insurance companies can be a pain in the rear end, too. Anyway, that's it for this one. We, we're back after two weeks. Uh, kids are back off to school. Uh, Mom and I get our vacation now that uh, the kids are back off to school. And I, I'm going to try to get these out the rest of the season every Sunday. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of lay out the schedule of what we'll do during the offseason. Uh, we're going to have a winner's meeting blog thing where we're going to have some of the bloggers from other sites. We're all going to get together in the winter meeting um, and, and have our own little winter meeting and do that. But I appreciate everyone that's patient with me. Sorry I wasn't there the last couple of weeks. Uh, we're back on schedule. We'll try to get it going through there. We'll, we'll do some minor league stuff by the end, and we'll see who our uh, – we'll have a show, maybe a little roundtable with a couple of guys and talk about who's the MVP, Rookie of the Year, and stuff like that. Anyway, for everyone, I, I appreciate it. Like I say at the end of every article I ever write and every show I ever do, Nerd!